Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. If you listen to this podcast, you know better than anyone that there are so many daily skincare products that claim to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. But the question is, how do you know which products actually work? You know what I like to see? Good science and some clinical studies that take the guesswork away. Well, Ritual does that. Ritual's Hyacera is a once-daily skin supplement clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. How do I know? Well, I asked the company to see the studies. You know me. I'm usually skeptical of supplements unless I get to see the receipts, and Ritual's Hyacera has them. Ritual works with world-class certification bodies to validate their products, and their clinical study showed that taking the Hyacera supplement led to a 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. I've gotten into the habit of taking it daily, and I've really noticed a difference in my skin texture. Ritual supplements are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Ritual is also a female-founded B Corp meaning they're holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. And did I mention how good my skin looks since I've been taking Hyacera? I think I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. sorts of retro vintage vibes this week with our episode. We have such a cool guest here. Before we tell you about her, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I cannot wait to fill you guys in on our fab slumber party with Charlotte Tilbury. So freaking chic. I never wanted it to end. <laughs> I'm still wearing my pajamas. <laughs> Not really. The pants are to the dry cleaner. Okay. Anyway, um, then we're going to fill you in on our New Year's resolutions, a little bit of a check-in. The Consumer Electronics Show just wrapped. We're going to tell you about some of the beauty tech that was spotted there. Yeah. And who's our guest this week? It's Poppy King, the Australian fabulousness. She's the founder of Lipstick Queen. She's written a couple books. She's going to get us all into retro lipstick vibes and teach us all about fairy tales and wonderfulness. Slumber party. Oh my god, <laughs> too hot for TV. That was so much fun. Okay, what happened? Just give the basics for everybody. Okay, um, let me set the scene. We walked into each of our rooms and there was a pair of Fleur de Mal. Um, Wait, like Charlotte Tilbury hosted a slumber yes, party okay, in I'm New York City. <laughs> yes, she hosted a slumber party at the Standard in the East Village. We each got our own bedrooms. I mean, this woman is pure class. Like, she does not do anything in halves. We all walked into our rooms. There were a pair of silk pajamas, not like some chintzy silk, like heavy, luxurious silk. 
each person, each of us had our own pair of personalized pajamas. You're really into the pajama part of the pajama party. I'm sorry. I, lo- I love pajamas and I love nice pajamas. And if they're personalized or monogrammed, like even better. It was enough to get me to put on pink, people. Oh, That's how good they were. Okay. Gorgeous. I slipped in and I, and oh, okay. I'll get to that in a second. Hold on. The skincare. Um, we went up to the penthouse. There were hors d'oeuvres, snacks. We had a big, like, you know, girly gab fest with lots of champagne. And we watched Some Like It Hot, um, like, projected onto the wall. And we just kind of had a big sesh with Charlotte. Yeah, the whole point, I thought, was everybody knows her for her makeup. Like, her makeup's fabulous. And she has these undersung hero products of skincare. So she was trying to reintroduce us to her skincare and a new mask she has coming out, which we'll talk about later. But... I love her magic cream. I was like slathering that all over my body. It's amazing. The magic cream, I mean, she came out with that a few years ago. I remember there was a little, like, she just sent editors like a little tiny pot because she was that desperate to get it out. Like, it wasn't a sample thing. I went through that stuff in like literally a weekend. It is, if you're tired, if you're hungover, if you just, if you feel fat, anything, you put that on, you are bathed in light. Yeah, you're like glowy and fabulous. It's, Can I say one more thing about the pajamas, though? Yeah. So I put on the damn pajamas, and I got up there. P.S. I only put on the top. I was not about to put on pink satin pants. And you have nice legs. It's not happening. So I had on my, like, black jeans. We get up there, and all the the editors are in, like, these loose, loungy pajama pants. Then we see Charlotte come around the corner. Hers fit her like a glove. They were fabulous and tailored, and she had, like, like a little bit of a lacy bra peeking out, and I was like, you are straight out of central casting for, like, a Hitchcock, like, oh, yeah. movie. I think she got her pajamas tailored. Oh, definitely. Those she looked amazing. Like, and there was, like, a little... She was wearing a heel, like a velvet heel with it. So cool. I mean, she's not going to show up to her own party, so like, cool. you know, like, keep, like, pulling up the pants, yeah. and, like... Underwear panty line sticking through. I know this sounds like we just bragged about hanging out with Charlotte Tilbury. And guess what? That is kind of what we're doing. (laughs) No, it was amazing. If you haven't tried the magic cream, you guys, guys, you know, I would never suggest you buy like a hundred dollar moisturizer. That sounds insane. But I believe in this product so much that if you're thinking about it, if you're considering it, try it. If you think it stinks, Write me an email, make it nasty, <laughs> and I promise you, like, you know, I can take it. I believe in it that much. If you guys remember, a couple weeks ago, with New Year's, we made some resolutions. It's time for a check-in. Jess, how's that chi flowing? Ooh, I feel it flowing. <laughs> What's making I it think flow? It's, it's, it's flowing as of today because things were a little backed up for a few days. Because You're constipated? <laughs> no, that's TMI, even for our lovely Fat Mascara listeners. Um, no, I was, like, my muscles were really tight or just kind of sore because I went to hot yoga with you, if you don't remember. It was my first, we went on Sunday, it was my first hot yoga class ever. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. Was it that obvious in the class? No, no, you were doing well. It was my second hot yoga class. I'm not actually super in... I I hate the heat, guys. Like, in the summer in the city, I'm always planning my, like, exodus to Scotland. It's just, like too much but I actually was really excited to go to sweat because I've heard amazing oh yeah we went to sweat yoga where they do like a form of vinyasa flow yoga Mm -hmm. in a 102 degree room did you know that room was 102 degrees if I knew that it was 102 I probably would have had doubts but it was actually really like you know I was able to do it I told you I hate the heat and I actually felt kind of like zen and chill and I was you saw me I was okay I love the fact that it was like there was music that wasn't just like or just like complete silence because one time I went to yoga class that was like literally silence. I think that was like their philosophy so you could be alone with your thoughts. No thanks. But it was just like, um, they were playing like, well I know you love they play Beyonce. They had Beyonce at one point when we were doing core work and I was like, yes. I looked over at Jess she just rolled her eyes I at know, me. I know. I'm like the one person that is not like a Beyonce person. Sorry. But you liked the movements and everything? I liked the movements. They did one movement that was amazing that I've literally been doing at home like for my boyfriend. Not like in a sexy way, just like in front of the television. Wild thing. Yes. Any yogis out there, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a downward dog and then you invert it. You flip you, you over. You put your nose, your, your knee to your nose, like mm-hmm. as if you're about to do like some kind of cool ballerina move. And then you kick it out. And then as you're kicking it out, you flip your whole body. Into like a crab position. Yes. And then you like throw your, your arm up in the air. You're so making you're, it very violent. It's a 
a smooth flowing it's cool. motion. It's maybe mine was just violent. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like everyone was so graceful, and then I'd hear my own hand go like. <laughs> I just kept in hearing. And it was just me. Well, because also you're covered in sweat, so everything's like slappy sounding. I liked it too, but I do have one beauty tip for yoga for everybody out there. Guys, here's the tip. (laughs) (laughs) So remember my New Year's resolution of putting body lotion on? Yes. It's a great resolution, except before hot yoga. Oh my God, are you slipping? I did, yes. Every time I put my palm down, and I hadn't even applied lotion just a couple minutes before. It had been like hours before. My hands would like slip out from under me on that mat because I was all like greased up like a pig. I don't like, (laughs) do not put on body lotion. (laughs) Do not put on body lotion before hot yoga at all. I would posit to say maybe after when your pores are all open would be a great time to put on body lotion. Um, But if you're going to do hot yoga, keep it dry. (laughs) Keep it dry. Yeah, exactly. And I thought the whole thing was just really lovely. Oh, and the woman came over with like cool minty hot towels no, or something. Lavender. They were oh, lavender. lavender. Best part of the whole class. Yeah. So. And try. I like trying something new. Yeah. Try it, guys. That's gonna, yeah, that's gonna be like extended. Hot yoga, and our skin looked freaking amazing after, if I may say so. Oh yeah, check out the gram. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. Domo. So Jen, last week we missed a big. What's that? Wasn't beauty specific, but there was some hot beauty. It was the Consumer Electronics Show. And Vegas. And Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's where there's a lot of cool like consumer gadgets that you and I will be able to buy like very soon. Yeah, they do it every year in January. It's one of the hugest conventions. But I was pretty happy to see there was some beauty stuff this year. Can you tell us a little bit about those beauty gadgets? Well, there's a couple that I zeroed in on. There's the high mirror. We actually just wrote about this at Mary Claire. Um, You basically look in the mirror every day and it takes a picture and tracks your skin progress. You're like, great, so I can know how many wrinkles I have. But it also has a positive side in that like, if you're using a new product, you can see, is it working? Mm -hmm. So there was the high mirror. Mm -hmm. There's Modiface, which is like another skin analyzer and another makeup analyzer that shows you what you'll look like with makeup on. And then the Kerastase Smart Brush, I think it was called. Yes, that's very buzzy right now. Oh, were you into that? I'm actually really into this thing. Um, Tell me, because I didn't look closely at what that was. The Kerastase Hair Coach, and it's powered by Wythings. I think that's how you pronounce it. So they've worked with this like technology company. So basically, it's a brush that has a lot of different sensors on it, including a microphone. And the microphone uses the sound like this is like very like mission impossible technology it uses the sound of your hair brushing to id patterns that give you like insight into how manageable your hair is how frizzy it is how dry it is any split ends breakage it also um has this thing called like a gyroscope that helps analyze how you're brushing your hair oh i get it so like Like if you are wobbling around the brush mm -hmm. lot it means you have tangly hair i would guess yeah how vigorous your your you're brushing your hair if you're really hard on it. Um, if you are like brushing, I like if you're brushing a wet or dry hair, like it basically gives you lots of information into like your habits, how healthy your hair is. If you're somebody who's really into your hair, um, not like in like a Fonzie way, but like if who's Fonzie? You, you don't know who Fonzie is from Happy Days. Oh, <laughs> like I like always like touching his hair. Oh, okay. like oh, like looking at yourself in the mirror. I was picturing that bear. Oh, that's from Fozzie. Muppet. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Girl, get your like TV stars right. Okay. Um, but like, so if you're the Fonz, if you're the fun, no, but like if you're someone who has problematic hair, um, if you are somebody who has like hair, you know, thinning, if you're trying to grow your hair, I think that this is like, a really cool tool. I did mm. read some like feedback that I'm going to give you some feedback. Oh, all right, Jen, give me the feedback. No, I'm just thinking, why do I need a microphone and a gyroscope to tell me my hair is knotty? I think the same reason... Like, I could put a brush through it and be like, oh, it's knotty today. But no, things like breakage, split ends, like your hair is... I think there's only so much you can look at. It's almost like your skin. Like, you can't see what's going on with your skin cells or your wrinkles or your sun damage. Your hair, you can look at it and be like, oh, it looks like crap today, or like, oh, my hair is frizzy, but you can't really see what's going on with damage or like, you know, your inner So I brush my hair with this brush, and then I get some feedback probably on an app, I'm guessing, you tell me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. and it says, your hair is, you know, 40% broken, and maybe the microphone said it was really rough, or however it works, and then what, does it tell me what to do? 
Well, yeah, you, you buy this at a Kerastase salon. Okay. And like, I think the app will give you recommendations. Of Kerastase products, yeah. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but you know, I think if, if you're like a Kerastase fan or, you know, you really are like investing in your hair and if you're spending $200 on this thing, you're investing in your hair. So I see it the same way as like the mirror you were talking about. Like if you're using, you know, skin cream, if you have like a $300 regimen by the time you add it all up, is it actually working? This mirror will tell you, yes, your skin is improving. If you're buying Kerastase shampoo, which is like $30 for a shampoo or any real like, you know, expensive hair regimen, don't you want to know that it's actually working? Like at least hmm. this, you know, $200, I mean, that's really expensive, but this will tell you rather than just like, I think it, my hair feels better. You're right. So then you get your numbers back and you're like, wow, in the last month, my hair has gotten, you know, X percentage smoother or something. That's a good point. So basically you're just justifying the money you spent. Yeah, it just takes $200. It's $200? Yeah, it's a $200 brush. You know what I'm going to do with this brush? I'm going to buy it. It's got a microphone. Mm -hmm. Remember when you were little and, like, you sang into your hairbrush and had, like, a whole karaoke moment? You never did that? I didn't use a hairbrush. I just, like, went for it. You can brush your hair with it and get about, like, all the information. I am going to have, like, an in-the-mirror singing moment with my Kerastase Smart Brush. You're not, you don't think this is cool technology? I think we should get one in and try it. Don't you? I do. Do you know when it's going to be available? The middle of um, 2017. So the middle of this year. Okay. So early summer, probably. Yeah. All right. We're totally going to revisit this once we get it. Do you, but you don't think that this is like, that this is like a real thing? I just worry sometimes that these tech companies see women out there with money and they're like, let's just throw some tech at this beauty world for tech's sake and for the sake of like getting dollars and marketing and buzz even. Look at us talking about this. Mm -hmm. When do I really need a brush? I'd rather like the Jetson helmet thing that I stick over my head and it does my hair. Like if we're going to go techie, like give me some real tech. But what about like Fitbits and stuff like that? Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I, I tried it all and I'm like, yeah, I don't need numbers. Well, I don't use, I don't use a Fitbit because I don't want to know about like, you know, how many I think that's I'm another getting. one. Like everybody got one because it was cool and buzzy, right. but like how much are people really using it? Even the Apple Watch, I've heard a lot of people say, oh. you know, they no don't thanks. use it as much, you know, you're yeah. just putting in tech because you can. Yeah. Is that a good enough reason? No, I, I don't want, I don't want to know, there are certain things I don't want to know. Like I don't want to know how many calories I'm eating. I don't want to know that like I didn't get enough sleep. Maybe some people don't want to know their hair is damaged. Yeah, no, I do want to know stuff like that. Okay, so we're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get one of these. It's happening. Okay, we'll we'll, re- we'll recon in uh, July. If you listen to this podcast, you know better than anyone that there are so many daily skincare products that claim to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. But the question is, how do you know which products actually work? You know what I like to see? Good science and some clinical studies that take the guesswork away. Well, Ritual does that. Ritual's Hyacera is a once daily skin supplement clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. How do I know? Well, I asked the company to see the studies. You know me. I'm usually skeptical of supplements unless I get to see the receipts, and Ritual's Hyacera has them. Ritual works with world-class certification bodies to validate their products, and their clinical study showed that taking the Hyacera supplement led to a 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. I've gotten into the habit of taking it daily, and I've really noticed a difference in my skin texture. Ritual supplements are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Ritual is also a female-founded B Corp meaning they're holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. And did I mention how good my skin looks since I've been taking Hyacera? I think I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. I am always willing to try a new beauty product. Honestly, it's part of my job. I'm a beauty editor. But hair is a bit different. Once I find something that's working, I'm going to stick with it. I've interviewed enough dermatologists and hairstylists to know that habit and consistency is how you improve your hair and scalp health. Vegamore makes it easy. With Vegamore, my hair is visibly thicker, shinier, longer, all that good stuff without harsh ingredients. Every cute pink bottle of Vegamore products is 100% cruelty-free and they're never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals. Let me tell you about the Grow Hair Serum, probably the product I'm most consistent with because I have a subscription. I've been using it almost a year and you know where I think it makes the biggest difference is probably the hair around my temples. 
It just looks fuller when I pull it back in a ponytail. You know what I'm talking about, right along the hairline. Anyway, if you are new to the brand, you might want to check out Vegamore's value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. As I said, the key is consistency and Vegamore makes it easy. Honestly, it's no surprise to me that Vegamore sells one bottle of the Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. Give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Fat Mascara listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash fatmascara and using the code fatmascara at checkout. That's vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, vegamore.com slash fatmascara, code fatmascara to save 20% on your first order. Again, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash fatmascara, code is fatmascara. Okay, keeping up with travel plans and a wellness routine, I don't think I'd be able to do it without Aloe Moves. This summer, I'm going to visit my stepson in Germany. I'm staying with some friends up the mountains, doing some camping. The only way exercise and wellness is going to happen is in the Aloe Moves app. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. There's yoga, Pilates, strength workouts, meditation, sound bath, nutrition, beauty stuff like facial massage, I love it. It's really easy to see why Aloe Moves is an award-winning app. Whether you want to start a guided program, try a new style of workout, or just stay on track with your wellness goals while on the go, Aloe Moves has it all. Let's say, I don't know, you've been camping, you slept on the ground, it was cold, you're achy. Okay, it's me. Anyway, when I wake up, I go right onto the Aloe Moves app on my phone and I do one of the morning sculpt and stretch videos with Tawny Janae. They're so good. They're only like 20 minutes each and they get out the muscle kinks and they help you do a little like muscle toning too, if that's your thing. Stay on top of your wellness routine no matter where you go. Sign up for Aloe Moves today. Join alomoves.com and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial. It's totally free. You have to do it. Plus, enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20, all caps, for a 30-day free trial and 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves, A-L-O moves.com, and the code is MASCARA20. with Poppy King, the founder of Lipstick Queen, an author two times over, beauty entrepreneur, the woman we go to when we need makeup history lessons. <laughs> I mean, she's the expert on lips and lipsticks. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Poppy King. Thank you. I um, I, I love the name, you know, kind of makes it takes me back to um, 2000. What was that? Cali- how many calorie mascara? Oh, oh, um, 2,000 calorie mascara. Mascara, yeah. Mascara. Mascara. <laughs> um, it's very retro, cool. But we're going to go to, we're going to go lips for yes. a moment instead of lashes. So before we get into your company and your books, yeah. let's just start at the beginning. What was your very first experience with lipstick? Okay, so I, I really, really can remember it as if it was yesterday, um, and it sure as hell wasn't. <laughs> it was a long time ago now. So I was about seven years old, and my mother is, I'm from Australia, that's the accent, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I live in New York, live in New York for 14 years, but um, so my mother is a knitwear designer in Australia, like she hand makes these beautiful knitwear pieces, and she used to travel quite a bit to London and Paris, I mean, I'm making it sound extremely posh, but it wasn't. It was <laughs> it was very bohemian, shall we say. And she'd go to London and Paris, and she'd come back with her suitcase filled with these sort of magical things from you know from across the seas. And one of the things she had was Bieber lipstick from London. There was this brand in the seventies called Bieber. They've sort of tried to revive like it Justin Bieber. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Justin, oh, okay. like as in B-I-B-A. They B-I-B-A. tried to bring that back yeah, about like 15 Holland years Ricky. ago or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried. It was, it was kind work. of like Mary, there was Mary Quantin Bieber with mm. a sort of mod, sort of like, you know, sort of trendy brands in the sort of 60s and 70s in swinging London, you know. And so my mother came back uh, one time with these Bieber lipsticks. And I remember sneaking off with one of those, like going down the hall and kind of like, and going to her into her bedroom and sort of with the lipstick and standing in front of this kind of like 
imposing mirror and all this, you know, just all this sort of big adult world and then putting on this lipstick. Like, and I sort of knew that it was going to change how I looked on the outside because I'd seen my mother do it. But what really, really surprised me was that how it made me feel on the inside. Like, kind of like suddenly I felt kind of like a, a superhero, like I'd put on a superhero cape and kind of I was able to do things with lipstick on that I wouldn't be able to do without lipstick on, you know, and it was kind of like that connection with kind of like the idea that anything is possible now that I've got lipstick on, you know, and it was, and even though obviously, you know, I wouldn't have articulated that way, that connection never lost me of kind of like the fascination with what lipstick did to me on the inside, yeah. which sort of the outside was sort of more of a sort of like just circumstantial, but the inside change. And, um, and you and never took it off again. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I took it off um, because otherwise my mother would have been picked up by child services, I think, <laughs> if I was wandering around seven years old with, with the lipstick on. Um, uh, and so then by the time I got to sort of be a teenager and wear lipstick, you know, on weekends and stuff, it was the 80s. So it's hard enough being a teenager, mm-hmm. let alone being a teenager in the 80s, even though I know that's what all the kids are doing again, that 80s look, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly didn't me and so I kind of was sort of trying to figure out my own look and I realized that sort of the 1940s was sort of more I looked better when I emulated the 40s than I did when I emulated the 80s (laughs) so um, I started sort of doing more of an old-fashioned look with my makeup and uh, or old Hollywood look with my makeup and I couldn't find any lipsticks like all the lipsticks that I sort of went round to buy they either didn't have the texture or the finish of kind of like 1940s style sort of TCM classic movie lipsticks. Right. Or um, they didn't have, and the marketing was somehow didn't feel, didn't make me feel like how I felt when I was seven. Like, I don't, like you know, you'd go to, I'd go to these counters in Australia and like the lipsticks would be called things like Tangerine Dream or Pink Chiffon Frosted. or it's kind like, of like they didn't have the power of that no. lipstick, that that Bieber lipstick? They didn't have the power well, wait, wait, of that Wait, what colour was the Bieber lipstick It would again? have been some ox, ox blood sort of colour, you know, it was I all love very... it. she doesn't even say red, she says ox, ox Yeah, <laughs> it, was like, it was fierce. Like I felt capable of dealing with more with my lipstick on than with... With, with, oh with lipstick God, I, on versus... I, I yeah. totally understand. For and a big meeting, I'll put lipstick exactly. on. Exactly. And, and, and you know what? That's at the core of anybody. Like, if you actually... Like, that's the thing. Lipstick is such a misunderstood product in many, many ways in terms of it's, it's really not something that women do because they feel pressure from men to do it. In fact, I'm sure you gals know, most, most men on the whole don't really like lipstick you know they mm-hmm. kind of like see it as you know barrier to entry you know so, <laughs> really? yeah. so yeah. if you know like I mean. it from afar but then yeah yeah thinking about kissing it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. um and so although there's a quote in my book I wish it was my quote but there's a quote in the book that says be with someone who ruins your lipstick not your mascara mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen that yeah that's the quote it's true. Of this episode. Uh, be with someone who ruins your lipstick not your mascara so um, anyway but so so it's actually misunderstood in the sense that it's really I think most women if they tell you what, what they're really doing when they put lipstick on is they are trying to make themselves feel more ready for more yeah. capable for what they have to deal with you know it's a very it is an empowering product not because of that sort of sense of of capability and possibility very much as I said before like a superhero cape like if you think about it all other cosmetics either correct or conceal or enhance like every other cosmetic Mm -hmm. you buy like okay so mascara enhances your eyelashes I should enhance or correct or conceal lipstick's the only thing that really transforms like what you feel right, you're is not your going. whole mood. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of you put your eye makeup on and yes, you feel enhanced and more. But lipstick, you put one lipstick on and you're in certain, and you can be in a flirty mood, you put another one on and you're in a like so true. vamp mm-hmm. mood, you know, vampy mood, you're in another one on and you're in like kind of like a subdued mood, you know, it's just, it's 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 mood related. And Tangerine Dream in the 80s was not giving you the mood It you looked <laughs> hideous on me. It just didn't, it just didn't work for me at all. And so that's when I kind of, so when I was at school sort of, pottering around you know not doing sort of doing everything other than what you're supposed to be doing which is your actual homework but um I uh 
couldn't find. I just was sort of on the weekends. My friends and I were going to to nightclubs, and in Australia you have to be eighteen to. That's the legal. It's not. So we had to try. We were sort of like fifteen, sixteen. We had to try and look eighteen, which meant lots of makeup, you know, to get past the the, the doorman. Yeah. And um, so we were so we were wearing so much makeup. And I that was when sort of on the weekends that I was like wearing sort of like a lot of makeup, but I wanted to look sort of like nineteen forties. And so it wasn't really a business idea until I finished high school, and I found myself suddenly high school finish, kind of like, oh my God, I didn't even give any thought to what I, (laughs) didn't really think about what I want to do, what do I want to do? And then that's when I kind of thought maybe I should start a lipstick brand. And which brand was that? That was called Poppy. Um, And that, I had that brand for 10 years. And, you know, because of what I said to you about how I felt so unempowered by the shade names and all that kind of stuff. And when I felt that lipstick was an empowering product and then you had these kind of really kind of insipid names that sounded mm-hmm. like they should be for Beaver Cleaver's mother, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, like for June Cleaver. And cream. You know, yeah. like kind of like, um, even though I've got a bit of a June Cleaver look going. But um, the, so I sort of, so when I decided when I had seven lipsticks when they first came out, I was, I was going to call them after the seven deadly sins, which I did. That was Eventually. my second, that was my second range. Yeah. But my first range, my mother said to me, People may not understand, you know, kind of like a line of lipsticks called Lust and, De- you know, like kind of because it was so different back in 1992, you know. To, so she, so I'd thought, well, all right, I'll turn them into positive words, but I'll keep with the idea of calling them emotions versus colours, like call it versus mocha, brown or this sort right. of, you know, but actual just sort of emotion. So at the time, because remembering I was like 17, 18 at this time, I was obsessed with um, Ayn Rand and the Fountainhead, you know, as as one is at that stage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, somebody said like college oh, I girl. So original. This is such a college girl. <laughs> and thing. We all do. We all think we're the only <laughs> one that's ever read the of Fountainhead. When, you know what I mean? Oh, and you kind of realise that it, you know it's like a rite of passage. That, and I mean, I, I wish I could remember this fabulous quote about the Fountainhead or Ayn Rand about something like like if you never ever sort of visited that you have no heart but if you stay with that ideology you have no heart or something it's a great quote but I'm not yeah. doing it justice but anyway so so the first seven words I took out of Ayn Rand's introduction to the fountainhead and that was ambition power courage integrity inspiration unity and liberty it's I so think. funny like there are brands right now who are doing stuff just like this <laughs> and they think they're like really on the cutting edge well I but but even but I wasn't even the cutting edge though like kind of like that was kind of like what I remembered in my mind that sort of like Bieber lipstick not not that I mean everything I was doing was just kind of like trying to remember what Bieber lipsticks were like do you know what and it's pre-internet they, no, but so they, they didn't have, have those names they didn't have those That's names what I'm, no, but I mean but those in my kind mind they did so you wrote, you've written two books. The most recent one we're very excited about, it's right here at the A to Z of lipstick. But there was one before called Lessons of a Lipstick Queen. And I thought one of the coolest things, the, one of the best lessons from your first book was not a, a beauty lesson at all. It was really, this is what I took from it, so you tell me. It was really like to be ballsy. Exactly. Right? It yes. was like, it was really just like go for it and not feel like you need to be like some kind of like ordained expert in something like I think what you said like you know to get your foot in the door didn't you just like call a big retailer and just introduce uh, yourself yeah a big retailer called Barney's New yes. York in so do you want me to tell that story yes tell the story okay so the two things that like people's eyes pop out of their heads like kind of like when I tell my story um and I teach it at you know uh sort of guest teach at FIT entrepreneurship and you know so um and the, 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 the two things that just surprise people so much is that first I say, where did you find a factory, you know, to, to make lipsticks when you first, like, you didn't know it. And when I tell them that I found it in the yellow pages, like, like kind of like, like, like this was pre-Google. So kind of like literally looked up cosmetic manufacturers. And the second thing where people's eyes were, how did you get into Barney's? And I said, well... The yellow pages. So basically, I went, but you know, there's a moral to the story. I came to New York to have a look around because to see what was happening. Because by that stage, my business was really successful in Australia, and I thought I'd better go overseas and see what's going on in the rest of the world. You know, and um, somebody told me to go to Barney's, which was on Seventeenth and Seventh Avenue. That's well, it's back there now, but that's where there used to be just downtown in Chelsea before it was on Madison Avenue. And um, I went there, and I thought this store is fantastic. You know, and and I went back to my hotel room and I looked up Barney's corporate offices and I rang the number and just said, you know, 
hello, can I speak to the cosmetic buyer, please? And kind of like, you know, didn't expect to actually get the cosmetic buyer. Sort of came and said, "Is hello." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so basically, and I told them my story, and they loved it, and blah, 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 you know, and and had P.S. You know, I'm in Barney's to this day, like kind of like Barney's. I've known Barney's. Barney's have been part of my entire adult life. Um, so uh, hence the reason <laughs> why. Yes, I was going to say. And it really, like, launched your career. career. Yeah, it launched my career in the 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 States. But the the, the more exactly what you said, though, Jess, in terms of kind of like the fact is, is like I guess the point of that book is kind of like until you really it's as 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 overset as it is like it can't be stated enough it's like you just just try you just don't know yeah you, know, the, you have to put the success work is hard it. yeah success is success um you know s- success and failure which they go together you don't ever have one without the other you know mm-hmm. you just you just kind of like it ebbs and flows and if you know what to do with failure, then you go on from failure to have even more success because sort of failure teaches you what you don't know. Success sort of confirms what you already had a hunch, you know, kind of like, but failure sort of teaches you, okay, now I get that. <laughs> now I understand that yeah. part of it. And, you know, like now let me add that to what I know and then go on further, you know. And so and so kind of, so in terms of like success and failure go together and it's just it, the, so what were your hard big work. failures in this oh whole lipstick journey oh my god how long do we have yeah. <laughs> um i mean i've had so many in terms of some that are just incredibly obvious more so in australia because in australia my business um went into uh chapter 11 i'm trying to think of what the terminology is in here chapter 11 um in 1998 when i was about 26 so it was i'd had it for about five four or five years, I can't remember. Um, and uh, I had an issue with business partners. And so I, you know, so I had a sort of like yeah. a massive public and um, it, it went on from that and got sold and kind of like, you know, I sort of like, you know, I saved it from the flames type right. thing, but it did go crashing down kind of like, so, so I mean, there's, so. That's the, not like a creative failure though. Did you ever no. have like a product where you were. Yeah, I mean, I think. It was amazing and everybody was just like. No, I've had products that I've been sort of like, it's more I've had products because the three things I try to do, you know, in any lipstick is either or these three things, like excite the imagination and or solve a problem and or speak a truth. Right, so excite mm-hmm. the imagination, solve a problem, or speak a truth, or d- preferably all three. So, for example, something like um, Black Lace Rabbit, the sheer black one, you know, that I have. So that's really an excite the imagination, like kind of like in terms of the idea of like stockings, because it looks like stockings on your lips. So that's mm-hmm. an imaginative idea, like um, a lipstick looks like stockings on your lips. You know, solve a problem, like kind of like you can take any colour, put that black over the top, that sheer black, and it kind of deepens it and kind of like take, makes it into more of a winter shade from a summer shade or kind of, you know, so it's functional. Like it's also, it's hardly a problem, but like anyone who's interested in black lipstick, but it's like, uh, exactly. It's, it's like a black lipstick for people who don't actually want to wear black and lipstick. And there, my friend, is the truth. That the truth oh. is, is that black, you so it's so, the, the, the truth. truth. And that's okay. speaking the truth. And the truth is, is that there are very few of us that are going to look good in a matte black lipstick do you know like kind yeah. of like you know and so the truth is is yes it's fun to be edgy but the truth is the real truth is let's also let like let's look at what can be I don't mind the experience of being edgy as long as it looks flattering I'm not gonna right. so so in answer to your question kind of like anytime my products have ever done that they've always worked anytime I've yeah. anytime they haven't done one of those three things they don't work, and 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 I'm glad because that's kind of like what it keeps me. Well, that's what keeps me, you know, interested. Like kind of like if you got to a point where it didn't matter, but you know what, the product, my business is at a size still, and I and actually I think everybody's business these days is is no matter how big you are in the beauty industry, it actually really matters now that the product is actually genuinely interesting and or effective. You've told me a lot about the history of lipstick before. Yes, and it wasn't always like this where there were so many options, no. but. You, in your new book, you talk about how lipstick got its start. Can you just take our listeners through, like, what? who were the first people to paint their lips? Cleopatra was really known for her eyes than the eye makeup. Right. But Cleopatra really, she was kind of like the original YouTube beauty star. Yeah. <laughs> she really was. Like, Cleopatra was really, like, serious. She was right into makeup and really, really kind of like, if she, if, if she lived in a time of... Um, she lived in a time of 
uh, now. Like she would have been, you know. So she's like Kim Kardashian. She, she's totally oh, Kim Kardashian. Oh my gosh. She's yeah, totally. Where, she's she, totally. Kim looked like her in that photo, right? So, clear, so it goes all the way back, like three thousand. It goes years back, ago, but basically, but it goes back before that because it's really when you think about it and the kind of like, and this is kind of it's it's a very very it's a it goes back to prehistoric times, you know, in terms of like painting and adorning yourself in terms of in rituals of sort of mating rituals and all sorts of stuff like kind of like it's really it's one of the few things that we we as women do today that kind of like you can trace right back through to prehistoric times so like that goes right back and sort of like painting so so Cleopatra really seemed to take it out of the like so before Cleopatra, I think it was very primal. It was more sort of prehistoric, you know, kind of practice of sort of painting and, you know, your face and doing all that kind of stuff. And then Cleopatra made it fashion, like not fashionable, but she kind of made it sort of, she really sort of took it to another level of sort of like really making it part of her sort of presence and part of her right. persona. And then who made it fashionable, though, mm-hmm. was um, Elizabeth I. So, the Queen. Yes, Queen Elizabeth I. Oh, her Gorge. with the shaved forehead With lady. the shaved forehead lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I just bought. Kate Blanchett, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Kate, that. A.K.A. Kate, K- K- Kate Blanchett. Even the sequel was good. <laughs> Sequels are rarely good. Yeah, Even yeah. the sequel the was good. Like well, Kate Blanchett in, in, in beautiful dresses. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know. Um, what so, was her look? And Elizabeth the first, yeah, her lip so, look. So she, she had red. So she was the first person. So she wore red lipstick at a time when kind of like it was not considered because then red lipstick was considered or lipstick was uh, was considered throughout many periods in history. Red lipstick in particular was considered sort of something that you know you only did if you were an actress or a lady of the night. Mm. You know, um, and, and so <laughs> if the queen is wearing lipstick. So the queen. So she really bought it. So and so respect. then. Yeah, she brought it into the red lipstick into fashion, and then then you had this. Then the next big thing in lipstick was kind of the cinema. So when silent, so when movies started, and, and Clara Bow and like all those silent right. movies, and they wore those. You know, they did all those crazy. They put that stuff mm. in their eyes that made their eyes look. Do you know what I mean? And then they push. Are you talking about Belladonna? Yeah, like w- whatever it was that they put in their eyes, it made their pupils right. Expand. And this was all because you know it was black and white then, and they needed yeah. to. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so and so they so they and they, they would wear that really dark. So it was really nineteen twenties because in nineteen twenties those flapper the flappers in yeah. the nineteen twenties, you know they were kind of like the you know they were sort of like the equivalent of sort of like the Sex in the City, like kind of like, the, like emancipated women who yeah. are dancing and taking. Was men there home. commercial lipstick available then? No, the commercial lipstick happens. Um, I can't. It's in the thirties, and it was Guerlain uh, really? that. And then, and it was, and it was kind of something to do. That was when, and they were push up. They weren't wind up. And then so I think it was. What do you mean push up? Like you a, push. It's like a push pop. You push the lipstick up. You didn't wind. Oh, it not wasn't twist. A, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a mechanism. I mean, it is like kind of like. I mean, I can't remember exactly. In 1884, Guerlain actually created the first commercial. So sorry, it was then, but it didn't really hit the market until cinema. Right. And then everybody wanted to start wearing. That's when Max Factor. Hit with pancake makeup, right, and right, right. it was really the cinema that got makeup off the stage and into our own bathrooms. You collect some of this stuff, right? Us, I have an enormous collection of um, me and what's her name, um, Lisa Eldridge. Yes, she has got a yeah. big collection. She's probably got. I'm sure hers is. Yes, yeah, she's, she's got, got a a, probably got a large collection of mine. Speci- um, but we both do. Lisa Eldridge collect and I, vintage, vintage cosmetics, vintage cosmetics. And, compacts. and it's funny because I've been really, really pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, my powers that be at work to kind of um, sort of let me bring back some of the things that I found. But you know, from the point of view of like the cost of manufacturing them. Oh, What's wait. Some, like, give us like what are some of the cool things from back in the day? That well, they're exist? all amazing. They're so ingenious because mm-hmm. they're all. Did either of you come to my velvet robe launch? No. I, yes. Yes. No. Okay. Do you remember? I had a lot of but them on display. But we're on a podcast, so you have to <laughs> help us visualize. <laughs> okay. So, so I don't know if you remember that there was a display of all the vintage things. And what's really fascinating is from an anthropological point of view, especially in the 40s and the 30s, all the ones that were like kind of where you had little sections for different things. And the I've makeup compact. Yeah. The ma- well, well, they're not makeup. They're, they're kind of like things that I've got ones where you kind of like they, they hang from your wrist. Oh, like a little the, purse of the night. Yes. It's kind of like a purse of the night. <laughs> 
good lady of the night. Um, and it's but they, but they're almost like a smartphone. They're like sort of like some kind of like a re- smartphone in terms of like you open them up and then there's a section where the lipstick comes out of and then there's the powder and then there's always the cigarette case. You Sounds know, like a Swiss Army knife yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing. So a lot of those. So what's really interesting is like kind of like how sort of nifty yeah. <laughs> they were for want of a better right. word. You know, everything, each piece of all that, all the like it was sort of very futuristic in a funny way. Like things that had sort of like you know little um, secret compartments yeah. and all this kind of stuff that's sort of gone away and I'd love to bring all that back. Yeah, as you were telling us about the different um, looks of you know this, the stars over the years mm. like what do you think of the looks now uh, for you know celebrities and you know you don't have to speak to a certain person but like I don't know as you were showing me like Elizabeth one and Cleopatra, Cleopatra and Clara, Clara Bow. Like, like, what's exciting now? I feel like slightly underwhelmed. I guess, you know, it is a little bit. I mean, I think what's exciting now is kind of when um, somebody is more the people that you see in the street. You know, I don't think, I, I really don't, it's not so much the people that you see in the new, you know, the celebrities. Like, I just think what's exciting now is that you just really see. You know, because because a lot of women of all ages kind of like just taking a lot more chances with kind of what they're, you know, wearing more patterns. I mean, there was a time here when I was in New York in like 2005, 2006, Mm -hmm. that I just did two things that kind of like only grannies did. I wore red lipstick and I wore leopard print and I wore them together. Uh And it's kind of like me and kind of like, you know, like there was me and sort of the the grannies on the Upper West Side. That was it. You know, kind of like like there's like like what's exciting now is to see that people kind of... Women are sort of embracing exuberance again in their, you know, sure. you know, and that's how, exciting. How do we feel about the exuberant lips we've been seeing? Yeah. You're a lip person. Uh, the fillers on social media and younger women getting lip filler. Does that bug you as a lipstick guru? Well, it's kind of like I don't. I'm not mean, putting words. Like sure, it sure, sure. No, no. I mean, like it. What bugs me is is kind of the. Trend, like is is the fact that when you look at sort of the beauty standard, where that sort of beauty standard of those big lips and this and that, and all, it's actually come through from the porn side of things. So mm. what bugs me is really the the origin of it. They Do you don't know even what I realize, mean? though. Yeah, like kind of that's what bugs me. It doesn't me. feel empowering. It feels like it's no, no, it doesn't. But you know, but but the fact is, is kind of like I'm not going to. I you know, I don't. I really am not here to judge or kind of like you know, of sort of like in terms of here, in terms of um, on this earth, you know, or in this career. But but I just think it's more like kind of like, like a when good you, person <laughs> when you. Jess Wait. and I will do the judging like, for you. Oh, I am that's here. What you, well, that's what you. That's what you do. That's what you do. Um, and uh, but the you know so so in terms of so it's more sort of like what bugs me is kind of like the subliminal sort of like yeah. like sure, when you trace yeah. it back to its origins, it's coming from a pretty 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 gross place. And what about this year? We've seen so many matte 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 lipsticks. Um, I mean, you started out with like highly pigmented lipsticks but what do you think of these liquid mattes that are everywhere um i you know i think that it's become i sort of ignored it for a long time because i kind of like because i love the lipstick bullish you know i love the classic mm-hmm. you're just like waiting for it to end you know but i just did it i just put, put sort of put my toe in it and my two cents in and it's but it's um i've done it in, in my way like because okay. I, I do feel that this liquid lipstick is something that is not a fad in terms of maybe the colours and the but the, the actual form of it. I think a lot of women really, really like wearing liquid lipstick. Mm-hmm. You know, so and so it sort of took me a while to sort of put my to step into that category. What so, do you think you did different with your liquid lipstick? Uh, and what very, is it called? It's called Famous Last Words because it's long last because mm. it's long lasting and the names are things like Rosebud, which is the last word in Citizen. Oh my Kane, god, that's a good one. You, you know, all you're this. so cerebral <laughs> with your names. I love it. Like. A can never just be like blushing rose. <laughs> Rosebud from Citizen Kane. It's the last word. Rosebud. I, I, oh, I'm not. I'm not that brave because you know I could also do Apocalypse Now, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> that the last words in Apocalypse Now. Oh my, oh my god. Horror, the You're horror. dark. You are dark. <laughs> the horror. The horror. So a lot of women are scared of bold lipsticks, as I'm sure you've heard a million times in your career. Yes. What's your advice for when you're trying on a new lip color? Like, how okay. do you want a woman to do it? Yes. So I think the key thing, and actually this is sort of one of the, you know, one of the points in the book is kind of is that if you're going for a bold lip color and you're not used to it please 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 put the lip color on 
when before you put your eye makeup on because what a lot of women do is that they've got quite a, they've got whatever they their normal eye makeup is for them whatever that is with their nude lip or with their you know kind of like very casual lip whatever and then they do their eye makeup and then they you know the same way whatever they're doing with their eye makeup then they go and put on a bold lipstick and they feel like it's too much you know but, right. what, but it's not the lipstick it's just the t the combination may feel too much for them so if they put their lip if they put the bold lipstick on first then do their eye makeup they'll kind of like naturally sort of like be able to sort of know Adjust when enough as you're is enough. At yourself. And then you sort of go, oh, okay, I can do a bold lip. But but not many women can do a bold lip and a bold eye. And right. most women are doing more around their eye. And then when they match it with a bold lip, they, they sort of shock themselves out of it. And uh, and you mentioned to look in a full-length mirror, which I and thought was interesting. And I did, because that's the other thing too. It's kind of like so many of us, when so many women, you know, because I mean, I've been... Or we look at our phone camera even. Yeah, like, like you look at that and you've got to actually look at the effect. Like lipstick really really has an effect on your whole outfit do you know what I mean? like so like you, or your whole kind of so you really step back before don't just look and decide if something a lipstick suits you in like an, in a mirror in on your phone up, yeah step back and look in a full-length mirror yeah, i think this lipstick this lipstick changed my posture <laughs> I, I, right, I have i'm wearing rosebud right now yes you are it actually does feel pretty good it does have more slip than it the does. average um yeah it's mat. elastic no, it feels good. Yeah. And, and I actually didn't prep with lip balm before, which is what I do with all my lipsticks now, because something is happening to my lips right now. I think it's the winter. Um, yeah, and a lot of those formulas. Here's actually. my cue. What do you recommend people? Because you have a lot of like really lovely pigmented lipsticks, mm -hmm. especially the one I just put on. What's your like tips for lip prep? Well, you know, on the whole, I think that kind of if you if you find that a lipstick that your lips are really not in great shape then the best thing to do is really to take a break you know and I do mm. from from it to, for a while like it's very hard to like sort of get like if I'm chapped I can't yeah. walk my those way are not words I wanted to washcloth hear washcloth business and all that you're not a fan um, the other but I, I mean that's the best honesty. thing yeah but but the best thing or the other thing to do you know the best thing to do if you if you trap chapter or if you've got dry like is the tooth is have a spare get a spare toothbrush mm, do that and just circle around on your lips that just really takes off all the but you know lip balm, dry toothbrush dry toothbrush on on what like on damp lips on no like, just on just, just on, on dry lips on dry lips it just takes off the and then a little bit of lip balm and then do it again and it just takes okay. off the it just sort of exfoliates mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think the th i mean i think the most important thing is kind of to if you're going to put on a lip prep, you know, like preferably your lipstick shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to prep. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm the believer that kind of like if a product's doing its job, then okay. the less, it should be doing less steps. But but, a, but I would say a lip balm, like that doesn't change the texture. So a chapstick or something that's kind of like... Like waxy, good old yeah, school chapstick. Exactly. And then any tips for like application, like of lipstick? Straight from the tube, you okay. know. I think I like you're not fussing with a little brush. No, 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 no. The brush, uh, only if you want to shear something out but okay. kind of like you know I really really feel like you know my sort of job as a sort of lipstick enthusiast is to try to make it simpler not more complicated so I design them to go straight from the tube cool um so we're coming to the end here if you oh, had to so depressing pick one lip look that yes. is the poppy lip look what would you go with I mean, it's, you know, it's red lipstick. I mean, to me, red lipstick, you know, and I said, I think I said in the book as well that kind of like red lipstick is kind of like to women what a sports car is to men, you know, like we all turn our heads when we see red lipstick. You know? What's your red of choice? You have a couple, right? Well, red sinner is my kind mm -hmm. of everyday, you know, and, um, and I think the thing is, is it's not, it's just because there is just something so incredibly... Um, it just really tells you, it just shows the world that you are here and you're, you're, you're ready to participate and, you know, you're, you're all in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. All in. I love that. You're all in. You're all in. I want to end oh it. Oh, my God. There, but yeah. now I want to know her other products. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Say them quickly. Like, what else, other than Lipstick Queen, yeah. amazing lipstick. Oh, did you what, what, you want me to spill? I want to see what's in your yeah. bag. Yeah, okay. This little, like, you know, what is this, a, a needlepoint bag? It's a needlepoint bag. Yeah, a tortoiseshell handle. With a tortoiseshell handle with that Ooh. snap. A little brush set of eye oh. one. Oh, it cosmetics. Oh. Yeah, Travel yeah, yeah. size, very cute. Travel size, right? So you've got the... 
you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Luckily for me, it tells you what they do. Visine, um, a secret, secret project ooh. I'm working on. <laughs> I didn't even. It doesn't look like a lip product. No, it's a. Well, it is, but. Oh, just, mm. So there's that. Um, a Mason Pearson brush. A red sinner, always. Red lipstick says, you're all oh. in. The end. <laughs> I love that. Jess, it's time to get raw. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> raw. You know what I just realized? Raise a wand is an acronym for raw. Oh my God, I think you were talking about like worldwide wrestling. <laughs> but I just realized that this week when we say I raise a wand. That. I know. I love it. Can we like start doing that? Yeah, let's get raw. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I like that better than the song now. I know, because I'm sick of us trying yeah. to sing. Yeah, I think the audience is too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so what did you bring to raise a wand to? Okay, I'm getting raw mm-hmm. with um, an essential oil. <laughs> <laughs> so raw. <laughs> Sorry. So, um,. One of, like, my things that I've been cultivating right now in my home space and even my workspace is an aura of calm. Yeah. And um, like Do be- tell. Be- before, before bedtime, I like to put a couple of drops of aromatherapy blends, relax on a tissue, and put it in my pillowcase. Now, I think we've talked about this. I don't have, like, super nice pillow. I mean, like, I have... We both talked about our love oh, for... Oh, um, you just went pillow shopping. I thing. did. I just go pillow shopping. Um... And I, you know, I, I listen. If you have like frette pillowcases that you think are like freaking amazing, I don't suggest you like start dabbing essential oils <laughs> on them. So like, you know, just be mindful. But your tissue trick would be my good. tissue trick is amazing. I take take a couple of drops of the aromatherapy blends and relax. They're actually the brand is Everyone by EO. Um, you can get this at Whole Foods and Target. They're sold out. Oh, too. yeah, Target mm-hmm. too. Thank you. Um, drop a couple of things on a tissue and then I pop it into the pillowcase in between my like new fluffy amazing pillow and just like a normal pillowcase what's the brand that we love Bro- Brooklyn in mm-hmm. yeah and it doesn't stay in the pillowcase I don't super saturate it and then my pillow is just like really lovely and smelly not smelly like scented. and what is in the relax blend I'm assuming is, some lavender right I think it has lavender hold on let's op- wait yeah it's totally lavender open yeah company. and maybe some other stuff too great raise a wand I'm going to do the tissue thing because I always just like sort of rub it on my hands and breathe in. No, no, no. You don't want to put this on your hands. It's like this is pure. Oh, this okay. is, and, and we'll talk about this in a future episode. You don't want to put a pure essential oil on your hands. So on the tissue. Especially if you touch your eyes. I actually like burnt my cornea. That sounds harsh. But I could have had to have eye drops for like three weeks. Yet yeah, don't put essential oils on your hands. Put it on the thing and then wash your hands and go to bed. Okay. I also like to keep one of these by my desk. And I like to inhale whenever I'm feeling a little stressed. Nice. It's all about an aura of calm. You ready for mine? I'm ready, Jen. There you go. I just pulled produce out of my bag. I'm raising a wand to clementines. Because when other than this time of year can I raise a wand to citrus? I will tie it back to beauty. Please hold. You look so confused. Is this like a vitamin C thing? Maybe, but let me just say about my love for the clementine, these little oranges, it doesn't have to be halo people. They peel so easily. They're so juicy. There's no seeds. It's like a little, (laughs) I'm like a candy person. And in the winter, I feel like I'm so much healthier because every time I think I want sugar or candy, I just have a clementine. I go through one of those crates like a week, easy. My one lower wand is that there's always like a couple duds in one of the crates. <laughs> you know, like they're all delicious. And then there's one that like just Tasteless. doesn't. Have, yeah. What's that about? I don't know. Anyway, tying it back to beauty. A clementine is like a perfect little beauty, like powerhouse supplement shot. You get your vitamin C. You get some fiber. I feel you, like you were hanging out with Ola Henriksen too long. What's that? To, who doesn't like a clementine? <laughs> I'm raising a wand to clementines. It's I'm happening. bringing in an old boot next week. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, whatever. No, I was trying to change no, it up. I like it though. I like it. And it is it's a nutritious food and it is naturally gorgeous and it's a chic like snack. It's such a chic snack. It's Don't mess chic. up your manicure. It opens so totally. easily. Okay, I can it's get a be- behind. It's this. a beauty snack. All right. Like raise this. a wand. We mentioned a lot of products and people and places and brands and things in this episode. So I just want to put it out there. If you want to find out where any of those things are, go to fatmascara.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram. 
and Twitter and at Fat Mascara for both of those things. And you can also contact us directly by emailing us at info at fatmascara.com. So profesh. So profesh. Thanks for listening, guys. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.